0: We're learning the yoyim, and we're on page Yud Aleph, the last entry. Page Yud Aleph, the last entry, which is Tzav Tavis. Okay, and as we always do, uh, we finish the other one. Yeah? Um, when the ayim yoyim arrived in Eretz who got the first copy of ayim yoyim? Label, the brother. Every time a new thing was printed in America, they would immediately send Label a copy. So there were Levavitch Achsidim who befriended Label, not because they were interested in Label, they were interested in what came from New York. So, but they, they did have a childhood friend. Nacham Goldschmidt grew up with them. And Label got Hayim. Yem Label, they have his brother Label. And he came to Abnocham Goldschmidt and words, My brother sent me his first Chibr, his first published work. So he's thinking, he shows the He looks at it. There's not an original word is It's a it's a compilation of thoughts the so He looks through it and he looks at label and says, What's this? <laughs> it's nothing. Label was not about the spoilers. I mean the Rebbe was also not about spots. They were very serious, focused people who were very measured in their words and spoke softly. And label put his hands on his head. And he said, erase this vada is. You just don't understand. the fresh taste. is erase this vada is. Anyway. Uh. So we're going to read, as we always do, we're going to read the whole Yerim game. Yerim Revi, Tezvav, Teva, Teitav, Shreem, Gimel, Shiyurim, Khumish Vayechi, Revi, Yimper, Shlashi. Right, this is actually close enough to us, we're holding Vayechi. This is going to happen once in a few years, whatever. Tilim Ayin, Ayin, Ches, Tanye, Pei, Deciut, which is tomorrow's, no, he does a few days from now. V'hine, Tezvav, Kame, Yassir. So Shtikalah is a tick and toss, a correction in a wrong text in the tereir. Why did Ebbe put these into the yay? I don't know, but rest assured that it's not just there because he wants us to know how to make corrections. There's a inin tahni, I don't know it. It's a maimapachay, it's if ha maskil, behalahi yes bahaf ne trutis shenoflu. Okay. We, once, we already had once a correction and we spoke about it. Let's go on. The next particular is a letter from the Kirab a written taka to the same during World War II. And I'm reading inside. Haskes. Haskis I looked it up for the English. It says, Harkin I said, what is Harkin mean <laughs> <laughs> Harken means lend your ears. Apply yourself. Ushma and listen. Yid. Haskas means apply yourself. In other words, concentrate and listen. Listen to these words. This is a letter written in the middle of the Holocaust. Ha'ez, He made This time is the time of the Hagiyula. Ayeday, Mashiach through our righteous Mashiach. haboim. The yisurim which we're having, came are the birth pangs of Mashiach. be redeemed only through Chuva. In other words, the solution to our problems are Ruchnias. Right? What does this remind you of immediately? What does it remind you of instinctively? The story of Purim. and the Rebbe Sichel. Yeah. Mardachai was not. The Rebbe said by Fafrengin. I heard the tape of the Shveret Amol Gezochter. I put him the Kesifcha, the Fidik. Rebbe said about in a in a put him the Fafrengin, the That Mardachai heard about the Gzede, and Mardachai is given Epsayida Batlin Chais Hashemish Nashul Amolam. I've got there is a number of examples. Mardachai was not a. a was simpleton, who had no connections, you know. If Mordechai was a prashtayid, a prosterido, you know, someone who takes care of a shul, teaches a little kinder like, you hear about cloya, you, you say, tell him when you fast. Mordechai was a man of prominence. He was, Amalak, was the most honorable people in the country, was very well-connected, very well-respected. So the Rebbe said, it's not the kind of language that the Rebbe himself would use, but the Fridike Rebbe, a cylinder it means uh, a top hat, you know, one of those hats. they literally made. it. They're called a cylinder because they're round. but other not a cylinder? And Eisnitz is Einakidas. He uses connections to move out like What did he do? sackcloth and ash, and he cried, and he rallied in the tshuva, and as an afterthought he communicated with Esther to see what can be done to the about so the Fridic had ever said Mordiqa with his connections should have used his connections must maintain that down to the tshuva so that ever answers the question this is a, a, a fundamental point and that is that everybody knows that there's a laws of cause and effect illa our cause and effect there is something that happens. You can deal with the effect, you can deal with the symptoms. And when you deal with the symptoms, you remove them temporarily, right? That person has a discoloration on their skin knows that there's discoloration of skin, there's a reason for it. So you can put on an ointment, you can go to a, a, a dermatologist, and he'll unshmead but but discoloration comes back. So you put on more paint, it's not a solution, you want to find out the cause. You want to remove discoloration in such a fashion that it should never return, The it, it should be healthy. So when you have a of a an event, something has happened. Haman had negotiated with the Akash Vedish, the Akhman and call you slow. Mordechai can stop negotiating the, the, the symptoms. Homan is a man of prominence. Achish is a fool. But Esther is a woman of prominence. Maybe something can be worked out. But if Mordechai would have the like put on the top hat and negotiated, he would have removed the reality. He would have removed the gazeta not the cause of the disease. And if you don't remove the cause, it'll re-emerge someplace else. Right? The person has a a problem inside their body, and you don't deal with it internally, you deal with with a little pain, it'll come out someplace else. And Mordechai knew this. These are the words. You have to find the cause. And when you destroy the cause, the effect goes away. And Kola right? The says Mordechai knew everything that had occurred. Everything means he didn't only know the physical facts, he knew the spiritual source of these physical facts. He was fully aware was fully aware that the source of this G'zayr was Yiddish Aved and the Gemara says that for two reasons the Yiddin deserved K'loya Rahman wal one was that they bowed down to the likeness of the Bukhah although the Gemara says that it wasn't a vyad it wasn't a there's different days about it, but be that as it may, and tasteless. nevertheless it was an Aved, not bow down to the of and number two, that they had pleasure from the feast of Akhfei Dajarosh, and there was kosher food, and kosher wine, but it was a goyesha place, so Mardukhai understood, that if he's going to end this decree, he has to destroy the cause, the cause was Yiddish, Apathy, laxness, cultural assimilation, and Mordechai rallied him to do tshuva. And by removing the cause, you remove the effect. So the friedrich rabbi says we're experiencing a holocaust. So first of all, you should not a Mashiach. And second of all, when the solution to these tzores is tshuva. Al Do not believe the false prophets that are promising you. Yeshua is when the salvation and consolation at the conclusion of the war. Now, in 1942, I I, I don't know what the Fadidik ever knew. I don't know what he knew Lamata, And I certainly don't know what he knew Lamayla. 1942 was a lot of years before 1945 the number of jews who rakhman was with makdash emshmai in between those 3 years is Shayat, millions of people. So the Rebbe says, no. But the solution to this, this is a ruchni is ill, and it needs a ruchni is cure, not a gashmi is one, or not only a gashmi is dika one, I should say. Al t'aminu do not believe the false prophets. Hamafteichem locham Yeshua i'm promising you salvations and accomplishments and consolations, at the conclusion of the war. Zichru dvaradishem. Remember the words of the Navi. That the Navi. He says, i gave it the opposite of blessing to a man Who trusts in man And he defines his strength By physical uh, strength And as a consequence The dependency upon the to Becomes secondary Why is that rely on the to You rely on the United Nations You know the, I've told this to you many times The Gemara says The says the mother says the Gemara says that there was a Sefer that was called Sefer of a book of medicines and it was written by Shleim HaMelech Chizkiyahu HaMelech Chizkiyahu, the great king of Chizkiyahu yes. God not Sefer Arfus, he buried it he, he removed it from availability, he no longer had access to the Sefer of why? and the Gemara says, the Mishnah says the Mishnah says that there were six things that Chizkiyahu did Three of them, the Chamam concurred that he was correct. And then three of them disagreed with him. And one of the ones that the Chamam agreed with was the fact that he was going he put away Sefer Rafuas. And it actually says something most bittersweet, really unpleasant, but true. But this Sefer Rafuas, the, the Ramam has a very nice Yishmak but the not Azim Tashas, this Sefer Rafuas was absolutely infallible, it's foolproof. You were sick, you did a remedy, and you were cured. 100% There was no variability There was no uncertainty And there was no Ratio, there was no percentage Of people whom it didn't care So people stopped dabbling What? daven, I'm safer, I'm for well, The Rebbe says, the tzichas. What's the difference between El and Mitzrayim? What's the difference between Mitzrayim and El Minus the, the seven years of famine in the chumish. In Mitzrayim there's always water. Always water, you never have to look up. You never have to daven. You never have to look for the clouds. There's always water. And El lives on rain, on clouds, on tarash So you're dependent upon the Abish. you have to look heavenward. When the Ebish gives the bracha, it can exceed even the wealth in Mitzrayim. But God forbid, when the Ebish interrupts the bracha, it can be a, a very difficult situation. And it puts the land, the physical place, its Israel, in a framework, in a context of looking upwards, dependency upon the Ebish. This is what the Gemara says. Rashi says. That you had this book of medicines, which put Yidin in such a secure, such a safe place, that they didn't need... They didn't need to look to the I once heard a Pshat. In Shefah Bereshit it says, in Chumash Bereshit it says, that uh, Hashem said to Himself regret creating man. God regretted making man upon the land. And he said, it's no that I that I put my spirit into people, Bishagam Hu Basal, because he's after all Gashmias. And he said, of May of As his years will be 120. That the Mabu will come in 120 years from today. The 20 years before Shay and Yephas were born already planned the marvel, and he said, I'm giving humankind 120 years to do true. That's what actually that is. But I heard from a different person, that means that people's lifespans will be shortened. Before the marvel, people push it, live forever, hundreds and hundreds of years. Who thought about death? And they weren't ill, there was no sickness either. Because the Gemara says that the first person who was made mitaycheli was Yankovinu. Yankov Avinu died after being sick because he asked that before I die I should be ill. I should know when to bless my children. The the first person to be ill and recover from a sickness was Cheskiyoh. So the people were never sick. People lived in a way that they that. It, was felt like immortality But David, you're living forever so when people sinned Teibik they gave man such opportunity they can live for hundreds and hundreds of years eventually you should be you know a person lives 50, 60, 70 years so okay he hasn't he hasn't finished with, a person lives 500 years at a certain point you say you know what I had enough I ate enough pieces of cake <laughs> life has more meaning what happened instead that's not what happened it's not what happened. The longer they live. So, Ebishtesh is not going to shorten people's lifespan. The purpose of shortening people's lifespan is many things, including what the Gemara calls people should feel vulnerable. People should be afraid. Because that fear puts into them the fear of the Ebishtesh that we're vulnerable, the fact that people sometimes are better not well, and God that people don't live forever, makes us aware of the and we serve the Abishtesh, as opposed to believing in so the Gemara said that put away the Sefer of the Fools because people felt that you don't need that you have Sefer of the Fools I once told this to a group of people and one of the women got very 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 upset and i, when I argued argue with her it was an emotional reaction that means to say Chizkiyot decided that so many millions of people should suffer with this sickness and this sickness she was very upset I went I listened to her that's all I could do <laughs> I'm not going to explain it, to <laughs> but the point is that a yid needs to look to the Eved A human being needs to look to the Eved So the Friedeke Rebbe says, and the Eitz And I'm reading it again. Al did not believe the false prophets. I'm that are promising you Yeshua's salvations and the and consolations. at <laughs> the end of the war. the Remember the words of God. The opposite of the blessing falls upon a man who trusts in his fellow man. The of places his might in physical things. And he forgets about the Abish Return to the Abish prepare yourself and your family. to greet which is coming because of mamish hastily. Now. A is going to say this letter was written 64 years ago, with Mashiach, we all have the same question. But the words of this letter are as true today, and truer today, than in the day the words were written. The message of the letter is that we, Yidin, have always relied on the There's a film, there's a video that was given out recently, called "Early Years." No, 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 not that one. There's a film that was given out the Rebbe's relationship with Israeli politicians. I, I don't know what they call it. Huh? The Holy Land. Huh? No, this is a different one. Eyes upon Land is about the This is about the politicians. And there's an interview with Yitzchak Rabbe. Yitzchak um, Rabbe. but I'm going to read between the lines, but I want to tell you, he repeats the Yechidus. He summarizes it, not he remembers. He died, as you know, I'm sure. Um, but he repeats the Yechidus. The impression you get by studying this Yechidus is that he, he never met the Rebbe before. And it's apparent that he had no interest in meeting the Rebbe. You know, he was a secular, liberal, Israeli politician, and he wasn't only a politician he was a soldier he was Nefesh, but he didn't I mean you know the early he was a general on the front lines he put his life on the line and you can't belittle that but he was Rabin, he was the ambassador to Washington he wasn't the ambassador to the United Nations he was the ambassador to the United States of the Israeli government when the Rebbe had his 70th birthday so President Shazaz Allah <laughs> from the of the Israeli government asked him to travel to New York and to be the official representative of the Israeli government to wish the Rebbe a happy birthday so he came and he met the Rebbe but he met the Rebbe. You know what I'm saying? The Rebbe... I have to him a clap. He, he left a different person than he came. This he doesn't say, but this is, what the, this is how people remember this story. He spent 45 minutes by the Rebbe. And... The Rebbe had a very interesting discussion with him. And it's, a, it's a discussion that really... Every Jew has to have with himself almost on a daily basis. The Rebbe asked him... This fact the Jews are isolated, and Jews are hated. Are we bringing this on to ourselves? that the world bringing you onto us? This is, the, this is the Rebbe's approach. This is what I asked him. The fact that we are distinct, we're in a no win world. Are we bringing this onto ourselves? Is it our own fault because we're idiots? The Rebbe didn't say that, but much more, Or is it just just a fact? this is such a profound question you know why it's such a profound question? because it draws the line in the sand It, it, it in one sweep, in one question that ever establishes a very simple thing should Jews attempt to be a nation like all nations? that's the question should Yidden attempt to be a folk yallafelkin, a nation like all nations? that's really the neshama of this question i sure you know that there are a huge volume of Jewish people, a huge, huge percentage of Jewish people who have claimed now for several centuries, several hundred years, At Yiddish Chittoris yiddish problem we have brought the Tsarist onto ourselves you know in the times of the Megillah it's the yeshni amechad why do you have to be different you know and today it's an undertime an under excuse but historically there's always been this ish this situation the reality is Jewish people don't have a lot of friends and the question is is it our fault that we don't have friends now if it's our fault let's change <laughs> if we're we bre- if it's, if it's under show that we're really making the world hate us, let's change. And if you wanted to cut to the chase, and I don't want to talk about the situation itself, it's too painful and it's too big. But this is the position that the Israeli government has taken from the outset, especially from the 67 war, where they want to appease. They want to appease the world. They want to appease the world is based on a belief that if they will earn, they will show the world that they're decent and respectable. Be loved and treated as equals. It's a belief system. It's an amunna. It's an amunna. We are going to not. Be different. For 2,000 years Jews have decided to be different and they led them into the gas chambers, led them to the pogroms, led them in inquisitions. Let's take away this issue that we have brought on to ourselves through our yeshnoit, through our insistence on being different, through our quirks, through our refusal to assimilate. Let's be a nishlako nation. nations. agoyim, like the Eden told and Avi. So they never proposed the question to him and asked him, "News of me, thine Tell me your opinion." <laughs> The question is is Jewish history, the question is everything. This one question touches the Nekudah. In other words, I feel like the Rebbe, by asking him this question, forced the to be in the Rebbe's court. He couldn't play politics, couldn't play secularism with the Rebbe, enlightenment. By asking this question, the Rebbe put him in a position where he needed to address the fundamental question. The fundamental question is, you think there's something you could do that's going to make the girl like you? That's the question. Is you think that the goodness of Goyim's heart, what the Tanya called, the Gemara calls, is the reason you have the successes you have. And therefore you think that the way to sustain or to continue these blessings is by attempting to to impress, and to pacify, and to cooperate with the guy's interest. So the Rebbe asked him, why are we different? Why are we construed differently? And he doesn't say what he told the Rebbe, (laughs) he doesn't say that, but he does say what the Rebbe told him. And the Rebbe told him that it's both. It's a combination. First of all, because he's not different. And second of all, because the world will never allow us to be uh, like uh, 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 equal to uh, part of the world. This is the Rebbe's message to And then the Rebbe went on to discuss other things. I forgot the other things because this was so powerful. This was so galvadic. I, I was talking about. will tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, and I think it's a very relevant, so it's a timely story. The Rebbe Marash lived during the of 1880-81. If you know Jewish history, you know Russian Jewish history, you know that the Tsarist kings would precipitate, would orchestrate pogroms against Jews whenever the economy wasn't doing well, whenever there was a stupid political decision made, like to fight another war, and lose some more soldiers, or lose some more territory and the people, the citizens were very very angry with their leadership, this was a monarchy this wasn't a democracy, there was kings, so the, what the Russian government did, this was a very very orchestrated plan, was to distract the citizens with anti-Semitic endeavors. And there would be push nationwide for It happened in the early 1880s. And it happened 100 years ago this year in summer of 1906. 100 years ago this year, all Soviet Union, there were massive pogroms arranged by the state. People don't realize it, but it's a fact. You know, there's a famous book that the Mahsham, the Arabs, used, The Elders of Zion, which supposedly describes the Jews as having a conspiracy to take over the world. It was paid for and printed by the government of Russia in the 1880s during these pogroms. The Rem at that time. He put himself into it completely, and he said, "This isn't the Rashimis, This was not known. This doesn't say in the Siches." But after Gimel Tama was published in the Rashimis, the Rebbe said, I'm going to give my life for this." And he called in his Rebbe and Gimel." He was 47 years old, and he said, He told his Rebbe that this is it. He shows over. And she said to him, "Was lots she said to her husband, "What are you saying? You have young kids." She had a daughter Chaya Mushka, who was before Basmiz. I clean the middle. Of it. And the Reb Manash told his wife, "Azei Abzain. And if you if, you've, if you read the Rishimis and you should read the Rishimis, you'll see how the Reb Manash conscientiously gave his life to end the pogroms then in the 18, early eighteen nineties. But in the siriach the three, <laughs> <Rebbe. laughs> you don't mind (laughs) I'm sorry Um, um, the Tridik ever writes a story how the Rebbe Ma'rash called together a group of prominent businessmen who were not from at all you know, based off the Jews who had made it, who were allowed to live out of the Choma Moshe, who were allowed to live in the big cities, and they had rites of passage, Jews couldn't live anywhere near a border, Jews couldn't live anywhere near a city that had more than, I don't know what, two, two streetlights. The Jews were so oppressed in Russia, it's so frustrating to me, when you hear the secular American Jew talk about the shtetl Jew, as if we chose to be shtetl yidin. It's such a distortion of history, it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable Unbelievable! Jews chose to be They tied their hands and their feet. They their eyes out and said be equal to everybody it's it, it, whatever I'll get emotional but you understand, understand. Nothing, nothing, get from it. but he called a meeting of these people and he told them that we have to stop the pogroms, we need to proactively stop the pogroms tell how he started to give instructions to them, So tell them what to do so one of these said to him said to them, nish, we're not your chsidim to whom you give instructions you need to consult us you need to hear our opinions also we need to come to a consensus we need to work as a team don't tell us what to do so the Rebbe Manash said to them which says in the Megillah says that uh, I am giving you a chutz the Reb Manash told him, you should be able to save Kuala Yisrael if you don't want the Eibusha is going to send the nest a different way, and you're going to be lost after this. And the Remarash left that meeting. He left the meeting. He took one of his own chsedim with Masira Snefsh with Mamesh. If there ever was a gilu of the it was this story. He blackmailed the Russian government. He pushed it back. He went to Germany. He went to France. I, maybe he went even to England, and in the, in the biggest international papers, there was reports of how the government is allowing the Jews to be guinea pigs. He, he, guinea pigs he went to all these capitals, spoke to the biggest reporters and in those international papers there were discussions about boycotts the Russian government is letting one group of their citizens be a colon and from this journey he traveled straight back to Leningrad, straight back to the capital they, they were furious with him, they were so angry he pushed to embarrassed the government of Russia and the, the Secretary of State said to him that you could lose your life for this and that says, about my life I am not thinking at all but, but you're not going to get away with this He says, you're not going to spill Yiddish blood and we're going to sit by idly and speak the honor of the motherland anyway, that's not the point I wanted to tell you by this meeting he started to speak to these to these rich men about the Tzadus of Eden and the pogroms it has to be held understand what the situation is Jews are living in shtetls shtetls mean they couldn't have professions they couldn't develop skills. They couldn't own land. They couldn't be involved in commerce. They were not allowed near a border. There was was a perimeter. If the border was here, the Jews couldn't be within a hundred miles of the border. They couldn't be within a hundred miles of any large city. In other words, they made it impossible for Yidin to help themselves. And then in the papers, they would write that Yiddishiddin, the Jewish parasites, the Jewish leeches. They don't want to work. They're lazy. They don't want to participate in the government Want that person to go into the military. It was so vicious and it was so sinister and it was so deliberate. I mean, listen, this is Jewish history. This is Jewish history. America is the exception, not the rule. they so sitting with these Geviden who've made it. The Messiah with Nissen. Because they made it, the government made them exceptions. There were Jews who lived outside the Tchum. What percentage of Jews lived outside the Chum? 1%? 2%? 98, 99% of Yidin lived in the Tchum and Mosheth lived in a certain border that would constantly be moved. And each time it was moved, Yidden lost their businesses and their homes and their traditions. it's unbelievable. Anyway, so by this meeting, one of the Gvidim opens up his mouth. He says to the Marash, Marash, the pogroms, even suffering. they the They brought it on to themselves. They brought it on to themselves. They don't want to work. They're lazy. And he quoted the papers. You know, in the Sikhas, the Firikaban names the newspapers that ran these articles. And the Ab Ma'rash got so upset. That ever Marash said, Jews are believing this nonsense. Jews, Yidden? are believing this hatred, this propaganda, that anti-Semites are spreading against fellow Jews, and that a Marash let him have it. At the Mois He explained to him what the shtetl is. And how the Jew in the Shtetl is not in the shtetl by choice. And he says, you know, as so a Goy knew. For goy hears that a Jew is a parasite, refuses to work, and chooses to believe it. But he says, when Jewish people start to believe this this hatred for their brother, this is the worst, this is the lowest, you know? Anyway... So the Tzaddik ever says, "Don't delude yourself. Don't delude yourself. The world is not going to help us. The tzad has come from the Eibush, not from the world. That's ours. And the Eita, the solution is true. not what does the Ever call? What are the words the Ever uses? Nevi Asher, the false prophets. I'm going back to the text. From are promising you Yeshua is when the Chom is salvations and consolations. at the end of the war. Zikrud v'aradishem, Remember the word of the Eibush Listen, for many years now, for many years now, Yidin have tried to survive through the technique of Nihye Kagoin. It's a fact. Yidin have tried to survive by being... In the belief, you know what the reform used to say, Be a Jew at home, be a mention in the streets no from start, in Germany. And what do we have from Germany? That everyone said to somebody, very painfully, very bitterly, We had a lot of and a lot of tzorris. That's a fact. And this was a place where the only thing a Jew wanted to be was to be recognized as a German like anybody else. A German and a Führer. A Deutsch, we had a Dutch. This is how it is. And the Rebbe, in that with Rabin, got straight to the Jewish people are not the way Jewish people are by choice. And therefore, when Jewish people have to defend themselves, they have to defend themselves with this perspective, from this Mabat, from this point of view. And when when you lose that point of view, and when you reach a low where you you blame Yiddish on your fellow Jew, because he's not enough of an appeaser, it's, it's a tragic, it's a tragic, tragic situation. And the Rebbe concludes, Shuvi saw the Shamallah return to the Abishad, Bahayin At machobin, prepare yourself and your family, the kawaii mashiachs at Kaydah to greet Mashiach, Hababu Qadramish, quickly. Now La'brisa, I want to start the next one. This a, it's a bittersweet It's a, it's a powerful But the of the is the timeless truth. We are the nation of the Ebishtad. And our survival is because of the Ebishtad. And our survival depends on a retaining a connectedness to the Ebishtad, by learning Ked and doing mitzvahs. I started to say before many people have tried, have efforted to be to be loved by Goyim, by attempting to be like Goyim, they've always failed. And the, the only solution that has always worked and continues to work is Ayid has to turn to the Abishit. But it's hard to remember that, you know. When you have the Tzelinder, as I told you before, you have the top hat in your closet, and you have your political connections. Shazad, Shazad, on one of his visits to the Rebbe, had a conversation, this is, this is printed in the safe and Nasi of Uh had a conversation with the Rebbe about the relationship between Israel and the United States after the uh, Yom Kippur War. The Yim Kippur War is such a sad story, such a sad piece of history. Because it's still going on today in War, I mean the Six Day War, but especially in Kippur. And that ever was visited by the ambassadors to the Washington, and that ever warned them, never the warned them, never the used to tell them. Kissinger is a Jew not your friend. In the State Department, there is a Jew. And this Jew, they know his name. Actually, Allah I do what his name is. I'm assuming that it's not the same Jew as the one who was there 30 years ago. And he's the liaison between Washington and Israel. And the Rebbe told the various communicators of the will of Israel to Washington, they're not your friends. They're America. And they didn't believe him. They didn't believe the Rebbe. They didn't believe the Rebbe. Then Allah, And Shazad comes to the Rebbe and says later, they were all shocked to discover, they were all shocked in 1975, they were all shocked to discover how the Jews and the Israeli and the American government I told them this I told them this but you know, let's read the next and we're actually ready for a new piece of paper, which I prepared <laughs> so if you want to keep the old one, fine, if you don't want to keep the old one, that's also fine ok, Yom Hamishi Tezayin Tevez, Eitav Shemimu she yurem khamesh vayhi khamishim pech rashy thirim internal pay base tanya ve tsadek 30 ha okay The tsamakh tsadek had yozaf rat handana khidus The tsamakh said to the khosid rab handal and ykhidus Miraim the Nefesh, Zoya lifts up the soul, (coughs) Medrish, is Mo'ira the heart, Medrish awakens the heart. Tillim mitreren And Tillim with tears washes out the vessel. Okay, that's Samachsarek told the handle on chidus. Zohar lifts up the soul, Medrish arouses the heart, and Tilim with tears washes out the vessel. So we have three things. We have the vessel, the heart, and the soul. And the for each one of these three is Zayar Tiller. Now, I don't know what this means. I want to talk about that handle. Okay? I'm gonna start today and I'm gonna continue next week. I waited for this excuse for ten years. about <laughs> In other words, as you know, when we do the yim yyams, whenever we come across the personality, I try to tell you a little bit about him. That was his name of the Rebbe the He, I think he was a Daksha originally, he was from Daksha's. He was related to the Kushche, the Malamed from Daksha's. At the end of his life, he lived in Lubavitch. I, I suppose when his wife passed away, he lived in Lubavitch. But he lived in Lubavitch for many years, apparently 20 years, maybe even longer. But he was ostensibly, he was originally the Tamahtadik Sachasid. The Rebbe then lady he was the Rebbe of Shabschitz. We know so much about Handel, as he was called, because he was one of the strongest influences in the free di life. One of the strongest influences in the free di life was this khasr Handel. I've told this to you many times, the fear di childhood was not an easy one. His father was sick, constantly very, very sick. And in his own words, between the age of nine and eleven, I didn't have a father at all. But even in earlier years, there were huge chunks of time, months at a time that he didn't see his parents. His father was traveling a lot to consult with doctors, to be in better climates. He was raised, to a great extent by his grandmother, and by Handel. In other words, if you could make a list of influences in the Friedrich Rebbe's life, the strongest influence was the Rebbe Rashab, for sure. The second influence was for sure his grandmother, the Rebbe Sedivke. And the third influence was this Chassid handled. And the Friedrich Rebbe, his Sikhess, has a very special place in his heart for this Chassid. For this Chassid handled put it to you in these words, if you've read the Fidikara B'sichas, <laughs> and the Fidikara B'sichas are a must read, the Fidikara B'sichas are the if you want to know the nisham of Chassidus, you want to know the Shemusha the what's called in Yiddish, the Arum from Chassidus, the warmth, the spirit, the sentiment, the the feel of Hasidus this is the Fezik and Abba's sikhahs, the Fezik and Abba's memoirs, the Fezik and Abba's letters. Fezik and Abba gives you living Hasidus. Living Hasidus in terms of the personality he describes. And living Hasidus in terms of the avoydah that he presents. The different ways of serving the Abish that the Fezik Abba puts forth and in his letters there's a description of numerous personalities numerous people whom he knew and he only says nice things he doesn't say he leaves that for other people but he speaks about different personalities he knew a lot of Echosh of a chseidim <laughs> was in Lubavitch a he knew him well and uh, there were all kinds of personalities whom he knew but there are several chseidim who are by the rev on a pedestal in other words amongst all the great personalities he describes, there are two, I think, there are two that are apart from the rest. And there are the I guess are Rashbats also, and the B'Geshember Pahar, the B'Geshember, the Fidekebe speaks of in a different category were all real chassidim. And real chassidim means that they were oyster haravatahidim. They weren't just smart intellectuals. They were people who worked on themselves their entire lives. And by the time the three Rikirevan knew them, they were old. We find that Hendel and Rebbe Yashembe were old Jews. They were very old. But they were working on themselves like they were young men. They didn't age. There was no such thing in their personalities as we reached the plateau. You know, Rebbe Hendel was an old man. He in that he served the Evishtay. And he cried his heart out like, 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 like a simple... It's like a push that is. And Ab Gashembe, was very different than Abhandel. Gashembe was a great cup, with was a guvalika mayach, And he, in, you know, and a big head, makes it even more challenging. As an old man, he was a kimba emis. We've talked about Ab we'll talk about him again. But we will not talk about Ab The three has about the the as follows. He says that handle a I'm a He had an ordinary mind. he wasn't a genius. he wasn't a big god. And the Fe says that as a rule) The heart of a person, the passion, the sensitivity, the sensibilities of a person are proportional to their minds. In other words, a person with a simpler mind is incapable of as profound emotional an experience. To experience deeper and richer and more profound emotions requires a deeper and bigger and greater person. So the Fiddhartha says that handle was an unusual personality. Why? That the cop is given by Einfach. His mind was ordinary, was conventional. When the heart of the M given often, his heart, his 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 emotions were were those of a giant. In other words, when we say emotion, you know, we we use the word more emotional and less emotional, we really mean more hysterical and less hysterical. <laughs> That's what we mean, to be honest. But when the fida gave emotional, it means depth. What we're called in Hasid is das. That when you feel something it's Deeper. You know what the post says, yes is das, yes is more pain, more emotional truth comes from. A a deeper head The Lephendel wasn't a genius he wasn't that smart but he had a heart of a big chosad he, his heart was as though he had a great mind and he didn't have a great mind he was a very a very very humble man the said he lived in Lubavitch many years he lived mamish in a shack in a shack in a butke, in a nothing he lived in, in mamish in abject poverty I don't even know if he had a bed His house was a happening place. He always had lots of guests. How do you deal with guests? He put more water in the soup, as the Rebbe says. But all the elderly Chassidim came to Lubavitch. They stayed by Nebahendal. It was such a desolate place. It was so not a home. You know, he lived so immediately, so simply. He lived like this for oh, I would say 20 years minimum. We know when he passed away and we know that he was already in Lubavitch 16 years before. I suppose he lived in Lubavitch. Again, my suspicion is his wife passed away. He lived in Dukchis. His wife passed away from Lubavitch. He lived in Mamo Dakin man, And he was such a shtick He was a warm, inspired Jew. And his. his First and most important characteristic was his his love for a fellow. And he was an unbelievable lover, the behind Saddam daven. daven all day long. And the behindless filah, the Behandle's davening was not defined by his his he had davens, And their concentration put them into a different place. The behind's davening was his heart and his bechias and his tears. And the Fiediger ever remembers Handel from his childhood. He calls him Handel, although he speaks about him with the greatest of respect. But he remembers Handel from his childhood, from his earliest childhood years. One of the things that the mentions was is that Handel was considered. Mukur of Lebay Saraf, he was considered a friend, almost like an extended family of the Rabisha family. When the Rebbe Maharash passed away, I mentioned to you in the Yem Yem, in the previous Ayy, that the Rebbe Maharaj passed away suddenly, at 47 years old and it was a calamity. For Lubavitch, this was earth shattering. For Lubavitch, I mean Lubavitch and Hasidim. It, was, it was It was almost a blow that they should not have been able to recover from. They even started other plans, obviously. And so many people left Lubavitch. So many people had been Lubavitch and Hasidim became kaput. They joined different Hasidismen. And Rabbi Hendel was loyal. Rabbi Handle. Of course, he wasn't the only one. He was there, He was there for the Rebbe Rashi. He was there for the Meshech during these difficult years. And the Feinik Rebbe describes this: that. Year of I mentioned this to you recently. During the year that the Rebbe Rashab was an oval for his father, he lived in the Rebbe he lived in the room where the Rebbe Malash had learned the Nidav. He ate there and he slept there and he learned in the there. Three times a day, Rebbe Handel would open up the door and let in the chseidim for davening and as soon as the minion was over he would kick him out so the Rebbe had privacy and Reb who was much older than the Rebbe he was probably older than the Rebbe Marash, the old chosid of the young Rebbe I mean, this, was, this was something that the Firik saw very distinctly the Rebbe Hindul was very makar of the Firik Rebbe he was very nice to him very warm to him the was a nice man but he was the Rebbe sun. he was the son of the Rebbe and in a very very real way he was makarachem he taught him midas tevis he taught him Avas Yisrael, he taught him was Hashem. And if Handel led by example, his, who he was, was, the, was how he taught. He didn't teach by giving lectures, he didn't teach by giving speeches, he taught by being Handel. Handel was a, a walking Musa Sefer, you saw Handel, you saw what means Emes, you saw what means Abbas Israel, you saw what means... Yiddish has, and he touched people in this way. I'll tell you a couple of stories about Handel. I'm going to leave a lot for next week, but I want to say one story about Handel. This is a story that I told you a dozen times. It's a very powerful story, and I'll finish with this. Teskisliv Kislev is the birthday and the estalchus of the middle Tes Kislev was Shabbos and there was a Fabrengan but it was an intimate Fabrengan the Rebbe Rasha was by the Fabrengan and a few select. And again, I've told you the story many times that the Al- Eber HaShav used to dive in old Shabbos. In the winter time. He'd dive until 15 minutes before the Shkia. He would make Kiddush he would read Mazaynas. Mincha, then he would wash right before the shkid, and this was the Shabbos. In effect, his Shalashudas was the meal that he washed for. And there was a Fabreng, and the Fabreng went on for several hours, for three or four hours. And the Fidik Rebbe says he was about 17 or 18 years old at the time this story happened, he was a young man. And his altar of Chassidim, Rebbe, and the Fabreng was in the Yishmak. They told stories, and the Rebbe Shabb spoke a lot about the middle of the Rebbe Hashkola, the philosophy, the deep Seicha the middle of the Rebbe Hashidus and finished around 7.30, several hours after Shabbos. And the Fezik said, we benched, we downed and we went to Medvedal. And about 12 o'clock at night at the Fezik Rebbe, 11 at night, I decided to go take a look what's going on in Miss message. I walk into the Beis Merdish, when the Handel, davening, not Handel was davening Maidan. Maidan, Maidan, four hours Maidan. And the tears are flowing, you can't imagine. So I decided to the Friede Kereba that I'm going to sit and wait for him to finish. So he sat down and he waited. It took a while, a half an hour, an hour it was. Handel finished, and he turned around and he saw the Friede Kereba. His His eyes were swollen from crying. And he walked over to the Friedkin Rebbe and understand that he he felt a chinuch a- a- in Friedrich Rebbe. It wasn't just the conversation it wasn't just a confession it was an education and if I'm not mistaken he pokes him in the chest <laughs> and he says to him like this he says to him like this he says I didn't understand the Haskola I didn't understand the philosophy that was discussed by the Kavrein who am I to understand of the they told stories and you hear such stories <laughs> your heart remains hard as stone. He says, this is unforgivable, this is not acceptable. Abyssal Yiddish Ahad Kumt These are his words Abyssal Every Jew is entitled To Abyssal Yiddish A little human emotion A little passion A little Abbas Hashem Every Jew is entitled And he expressed His pain He just died And for five hours Cried his heart out Because he's an uninspired man This is this an insight To the handle. And believe that Next we'll talk to you More about Handel Specifically That when the Rebbe Hashab Made Yeshiva Chathmimim he was the first mashpia. Okay. And after...